Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragonship Publishing. Our guest this week is CJ Anaya, romance writer and publishing coach. CJ is a USA Today bestselling and award-winning author of young adult romantic fantasy and adult contemporary romance. She holds a BA in communication and almost has an MA in publishing. She even has her own YouTube channel called Author Journey, where authors can find free resources. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. Hello! Welcome, CJ! Hello! I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're we're ready to have some fun to ask these very, very hard-hitting questions we have for you. Mm, excellent. Excellent. Good, good. So I hope you're prepared. I'm prepared. You brought tissues? I did. Okay. No. Good. Yes. We'll you just use the inside then. of your shirt. It'll be fine. I won't tell anyone. It's mime. It'll That's be right. <laughs> well, your author journey YouTube channel. How exciting is that? What spurred you to create this aid for authors? I had a lot of questions starting out. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the tendency is to make a lot of mistakes bumbling around, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to create a space where authors could go, where they could learn some of the things that they needed to do without having to make those mistakes. Uh, just try to streamline that process and also just make connections. I, I do a lot of editing for writers and do a lot mm -hmm. of coaching for writers. And so mm -hmm as a way to save them money, they could jump on there and learn specific fundamentals of writing uh, for free rather than me having to teach it over and over again or go into greater detail. I could just refer them to certain videos that would help them understand certain things that I was trying to get them to do within their manuscript. So yeah, a couple of those reasons. Nice. It's very clever. I do believe in the philosophy of making your own mistakes, not mm -hmm. someone else's. Yeah. So hopefully you're saving some authors from doing that. Agreed. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of, like you said, a lot of the process is the same, even though we feel so unique. I was wondering, what's the most common question you get asked about the publishing process? Oh, do you have to go traditional, which is Ooh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then that's followed up with, uh, can you make a good book as a self-publisher? So I usually go into that saying a lot of us start out traditional um, and then we find that either some things work for us and we'll stay traditional with a few books, uh, mm -hmm. or we find that we want to go completely indie or just hybrid where some books we publish traditional and some books we don't, we do it ourselves. Um, so I always try to debunk myths concerning self-publishing in general, that it is a profession, that it is something where you are trying to be a professional in every way, high quality with your manuscripts, good editing, good covers. Um, and I think what really surprises people is trying to understand markets and audiences and what your readers are expecting from you. Because what yeah. I find is the biggest mistake that a lot of authors will make is they're writing what they love, which is wonderful, that's not a mistake. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if they're trying to sell it and they didn't consider who their audience was, they may find that they have a mashup of genres that is so unique to them, they don't have an audience, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah, so that's a lot of stuff that that I find happens, questions that I get. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Well, I have to say, I had no idea you were in the Western Colorado Publishing MA program, and yeah. I graduated from there, so it was so exciting to hear that. Um, how's it been going for you? Like, what's your what's your project book? Oh, okay. So I did Selected Stories from Kwaidan. Um, 
And, and that was written by Lafcadio Hearn. And it's just a collection of short stories of ghost stories and folk tales of the supernatural. And some of them are gruesome and a lot of them are just really beautiful. Uh, and, and so that has been my project that I've been doing, getting the cover and just really enjoying it. And while the process of book production is not necessarily new to me, there is still always something that you can learn from Kevin and Allison. Oh, like yeah. there's just... You will always learn something new and there's always going to be gaps in your knowledge. So this idea of putting yourself around people who know more than you is uh, it's really the best strategy I've ever focused on is just surrounding myself with people who know more than me. So, yeah, I loved it. It was little things like I, I did not know that you were not supposed to have quote marks at the beginning of the chapter. If you have, if the, if the, it's a different size, now I'm going to forget right. what the thing's called. Right? right. But like if it's, you know, you have those bigger letters at the, at the beginning of the chapter, the nice decorative stuff. Even mm -hmm. if that is a quote, if someone is talking, you do not have a you quote. You don't have the quote. Yeah. I didn't I know that no either. I no idea. <laughs> and I went, and I'm an editor. So I went yeah. back in and I was like, do, 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 and I had to go yeah. change things. <laughs> exactly. You're like, I must fix this now. Yeah. I was <laughs> I like, no I idea. knew, I knew that. <laughs> Going off to my cave. So it's the little things, right? And it's the little things that set you apart, that make you not the professional you're trying to be. Right. You know, because yeah. as soon as yeah. you see it, you're like, oh, they didn't know that. <laughs> Scrolling. Yeah, uh -huh. agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. been great. I've loved it. That's I really great. have. Mm -hmm. um, considering your own writing career, how long did it take you to finish your first book? Oh, that one. Didn't even took... have to be published, first one. Okay. So that one took some time because mm -hmm. it was. It was all, it was based off of a dream. I had a dream about a spirit trapped in a Japanese statue. And I woke up and I was like, what the, and I didn't know where to go with that other than, hmm, this needs to be told. And I didn't know how to tell it. Um, and then I was, originally I was a singer and a songwriter. So I was signing <gasps> CDs. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed that. I was signing CDs at a bookstore. Um, and uh, one of, I know, right? And then uh, an author friend of mine, who I had read in high school. Well, she's my friend now. At the time, I didn't know her very well. But I'd read her books in high school, and she was there, and I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my gosh, I read your books. I cannot believe you're here. I need to buy your books again and have you sign them. And she was like, join my writing group. And I said, yes, yes, ma'am. And she Whatever said, <laughs> I'm telling you, she said, she said, if you can write a song, you can write a book. Like, like hinting that it's the same. It's not the same, by the way. It's nowhere near the same. But I was hooked. <laughs> At that point, there was no leaving once I was in. So with that, I, I would say probably about a year of learning with them, getting critiqued by all of those folks. And that was terrifying mm -hmm. at first. Um, yes. But once I went through that, mm -hmm. it, it really helped me as a writer getting all that feedback. And I was able to get that book written. Yeah. So that's awesome. So how long was it? You said a year? A year. Mm -hmm. A year. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad yeah. for your first book. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, so with all of this coaching experience and the extra education, has it become any faster to write your own work? I think it has because my mm -hmm. process as an outliner, I'm not much of a, I'm sometimes I pants, but mostly I have outlines and then it will adjust as I go. Um, but my process for that has gotten better. The fact that I do editing helps me understand what is working and what isn't. And I, I always know as I'm writing, I'm like, this is crap. I'm going to keep going and I'm not going to self-edit even though this is crap. And so, you know, you just sit there and you're like, oh, um, so instead of sometimes I actually type that in, right? You're like, this is crap. Go back, but keep going, uh, <laughs> but keep going, but eventually go back. Yeah. That was one of the things that I had to learn was I could not spend all of that time 
self-editing over and over again, or you just never get past chapter one. Right. Uh, so it is, it's faster. You learn those fundamentals, you get a rhythm, you understand pacing and it starts to flow. Yeah. Flow faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's worth it. People do the it, classes. It is. So what's the one thing you do differently now than when you first started that makes the difference in your publishing production? Hmm. Well, for one thing, I would have to say that originally mm-hmm. I was having family members edit my stuff. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> no, it's not recommended. I have, right. I have professional editors now. I use mm-hmm. professional software to, to format books into EPUB and paperback. And now I have a professional cover designer. Um, so I would say the quality has improved greatly. Um, and now I also outsource a lot of things because as an indie author, as a self-publisher, you're juggling so many roles. And I just don't recommend that you do that long-term because it will become too much. It just will. So I've taken on an ads manager and a virtual assistant, and my life is just so much better. I could cry. <laughs> like it, And it is. And you sit there and go, yay, now I can go back to writing, which is what writers just really want to do. Even if we love the business part of it, just mm-hmm. we really want to write. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even if you love the business part, you need the product to sell. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. one way or another. <laughs> Should be happening. Yeah, That's agreed. Right. That's right. <laughs> Start to think of these things different, right? When it's a business, you think you you, you change your mind a little bit. Yeah. So let's talk about your Faded Mates series, which do have mm. gorgeous covers, by the way. Thank Why you. is fate and love so tied together in our minds? Like, what is that in society that this they're like tied Yeah. Well, I know for me growing up watching, you know, Cinderella stories and Disney and being heavily influenced by this happily ever after and and romances forever, this idea of a soulmate of just that one individual for you, I think it makes you look at that scenario as I'm special because there's one person meant for me, you know? So it really validates your existence if someone else is also validated by you know, your existence. So I I think that that has something to do with it. And there is something just supremely sublime about this idea of, you know, the star-crossed lovers and fate intervening. Again, it's that bigger picture of this was meant to be and there are forces at work that think we are special enough to be put together. Uh, and and um, that exclusivity, it's appealing to a lot of people. Now, that's going to be the romantic in everybody. Well, mm-hmm. for those who are romantics, for those who are more pragmatic, mm-hmm. it's not going to be their scene. And they're going to look at that and go, mm, I don't think so. But for <laughs> for folks who love that, you know, dash of hopeless romantic, it's it's just uh-huh. very appealing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have to say it's it's not how I see real life, but I love to read it. Like yeah. it's like you said, but I I like you said that it makes them, you know, it makes us feel special. Yeah. Cuz that's what we're all looking for, right? We want that thing. Mm-hmm. So that that's I never even thought about that before. We want belonging. So if there's mm-hmm. one person you absolutely belong to, that that's also great, you know. So, yeah. That's yeah. true. Basic human need. Mhm. Well, so for this for the first book in this series, you have Krista and Jareth. Right. Um, and they're, they're such a gorgeous couple in more ways than one. Um, so is it as satisfying for you when you get these couples together as it is for the readers? Like, is there something for you? Does that make you happy? Yes. Yeah. And, and possibly more so if I'm more delighted with my writing than others are. (laughs) (laughs) Usually you're very critical and I am, Uh I usually am. Uh, but I just, I love these characters to the point where if others don't, I just sit there and I go, okay, that's okay. They just, they didn't get you. Then I'm caressing the book. Like it's okay. 
It'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think that Jareth and Krista are really beautiful because there's a lot of give and take there. Um, and there is some faded mate as like it, it we established their faded mates pretty quickly, but the idea is it's not happily ever after just because it is faded mate. You know, there's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of compromise. There's a lot of understanding that you have to come to, especially with different cultures, different ages and different worlds. So it's interesting to navigate that. And I find it fascinating to do that and to have that play out mainly because I listen to the voices in my head and the fact that I can then see all of these things play out on, you know, in words and writing. I don't know. It's really satisfying. So hopefully it is satisfying for others when they read it as well. Oh, no doubt. I can guarantee you that part. Um, Well, I laugh because, you know, it's kind of hard when your fated mate, you know, this, this person who is to be your everything is sent to assassinate you. Right. I mean, it's a damper on the on the whole you idea know, of sweeping her off her feet. No, you just announced you know, you're just ready to throw her yeah. over the cliff. I don't think that's the way that's supposed to go. You right. know? Yeah. 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 Quite quite the pattern interrupt there. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring chocolates and flowers. That's for sure. Uh, so I guess if anybody wants to know why you'll have to read the book, why would he kill her? Yeah. Good. It's very exciting. You should read the book. I like it. We don't get a lot of romance writers, so I am so excited because, I mean, paranormal romance is so popular. It's so popular for a reason. It is very satisfying without being boring, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, you have all of these interesting, cool things like, you know, the assassin sent by his father, you know, that uh-huh. he has to do this to save the whole world. But this is his, you know, this is supposed to be his everything. So it's just it's so exciting to see that kind of stuff and still get the sweet romance. It is. It is. Well, and it's such high stakes. I mean, there's that might be you know, right. High stakes, you're going to yeah. lose a kingdom if you mm-hmm. don't kill this woman. OK. You know, other people are going to die if you don't kill this woman. OK. Now what do you do? So, yeah. And you're like, there's yeah. other girls. Yeah, but there's not, Chris. There's not. Yeah. It's faded. <laughs> Did nobody get the faded mate part? No, there's uh-huh. just one. There's just one. just one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's really cool. It's, it's clever to do that because then you care right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like it. Um, and your healer series. So I was fascinated by that because the book two in my um, paranormal thriller, it's called The Healer 2. So I deal with the healer in that one. Oh. So I was really cool. I'm like, oh, can I do research? <laughs> um, there are no original ideas in case y'all are wondering. It doesn't work that way. Um, no, there's just not. our own voice. Yeah. So don't be afraid. Just write it anyways, even if you think you've seen it a thousand times. Exactly. But so for your healer series, um, the uh, I had a horrible time with mine, figuring out what mm-hmm. the cost would be. You know, what's right. the cost for her having this ability? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, what is the cost for your healer Yeah, using so, her gift? And how do you balance it? Well, obviously, if you're capable of healing, then mm-hmm. there's not much conflict involved. And it can be very easy if you just heal people because they're dying. You know, mm-hmm. then, then nobody dies. There's nobody risks. There's, yeah, there's, you're like, what's the story now, right? Right. <laughs> what's the story? So with Krista, she really has to come to terms with the fact that if she connects to people in their life force. Is it Chris, it's and, hope, right? Hope. Sorry, I'm getting my Sorry, we were talking about up. Krista earlier. Sorry, Hope. Yeah, yeah. And my characters. No, thank you. So mm-hmm. with Hope, if she if she is going to heal someone, then she's going to know right away whether they're meant to die mm-hmm. or whether this is something that she can actually assist them with. Um, but, you know, she has to decide how far she can push those boundaries and what are the consequences if she forces someone to live who shouldn't. You know, what are the consequences to her and her mm-hmm. soul? What are the consequences to them? 
and and them now being alive when when that wasn't something that should have occurred. Uh, so yeah, it it does call into question fate versus destiny, you know, and, and choices and consequences of that nature. So there's got to be limitations, and your characters are constantly going to be trying to fight them, and that's part of the story as well. Yeah, yeah, it was very clever. I liked it. I like that you made her father a doctor. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's supposed to be the healer. Right. And he doesn't want her to use her gifts except in emergencies. So, you know, like, so it's it's very clever how you have that dynamic already going. So she's yeah. already a teenager trying to find her way in this world. And she's also trying to find, you know, where does she fit in here? You know, how much does she listen to her father? How much does she obey? How much, which all teenagers do. Right. And then you just have this extra element to their relationship. I just, I mean, if he was a plumber, maybe it wouldn't have been, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, yeah. Totally different story then. Well, that would have been a different book altogether. <laughs> yeah. No, and he needed to be a doctor. He needed to be able to relate to her. He needed to understand what loss of life meant for her, you know. Uh, and that relationship, it was important for me to develop that that strong relationship between her and her dad. So I think it worked well. Yeah. But, yeah. Very good. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I I have to say, as much as we talked about romance before this interview, that I tend to forget the romantic element in my books. <laughs> I wrote an entire epic fantasy and totally forgot there should probably be some romance in there. Like it's, <laughs> I'm like, oh, sword fight, horses, let's go, adventure. And I was like, oh, she probably has feelings. I should probably deal with that. Yeah. Um, so is is there a story out there? that you'd like to tell where you like some other story that exists, right. That you'd like to fix the romantic element. Like I'm thinking oh. of star Wars. Like I don't care which generation of star Wars. I you was think. just going to say that. I think that's right? so yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 There are a lot of things. Well, the whole Luke and Leia before I remember the first time seeing them kiss. Was it, was it in the, the second movie, which I is think actually, the first one. I think they kiss in the, the first, first one. one. Don't they? Okay. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, that tracks, you know, and then to find out that they were actually related, I was like very thrown by it. So mm-hmm. there may be a few things. Yeah, there are a few places and movies and situations that I would be like, no, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Um, <laughs> and then every Nicholas Sparks book, even though there is it's all romance, but mm-hmm. it's not a happily ever after. And for me, mm-hmm. that I'm not the audience for that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would just go to Nicholas Sparks, even though he's a genius. But I would assume that I know better, obviously, and <laughs> rewrite all of the endings of his books to <laughs> to like fit what I yeah, yeah, exactly. I would be like, no, this is not working for me. I'm sorry. This and and clearly it's all about me. So we need to fix this now. <laughs> well, it's true though. I mean, that's what we teach authors, right? It's not a romance if it doesn't have a happy uh, ever right. after, right? It has to have an HEA. If it doesn't have an HEA, it's not romance. It's no, something else. It's something you know, else. Yeah. It's, and that's why I said Nicholas Sparks. I'm like, yeah. he doesn't write romance. He writes, you know, like women fiction or he writes yeah. a thriller. Like a, lo- writes... a love story that just is heart wrenching and you yes. just know you're in for it. So you may as well just eat tons of chocolate while you're at it, you know? That's right. Not even say sometimes it's not satisfying because sometimes you really need that deep cry. Mm-hmm. But it's not a romance, gosh, duck on it. <laughs> it's not. No, 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 no. Do not mistake it. That's right. That's right. No, I agree with you. We can gang up on him. It won't just okay. be up. There'd be a whole right. bunch. Right. And I'm sure he would listen. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm, he, you I, know what, though? You know he didn't <laughs> categorize his stuff. No, he didn't. No. We really need to gang up on the publisher. He just Agreed. wrote them. And they Agreed. said. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, not, not a romance. Not a romance. <laughs> <no, no, no." laughs> 
<laughs> we're ganging up with the wrong person. That's all. Um, let's see. What have you read or watched lately that you've really enjoyed? Oh, okay. Well, I've actually read a lot of nonfiction lately because I'm working on, you know, working on the masters, learning more about Amazon ads, learning more about uh, a lot of stuff, but but I snuck in a sci-fi romance. We're back to romance. Surprise, surprise. No one's shocked. Um, so I watched, uh, oh, I watched, I read um, a sci-fi romance. And I'm trying to remember. It was like the Horde King. I don't know. Zoe Draven. If, Draven? Okay. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. She's amazing. So if you guys like sci-fi romance, you really should just grab her series. It's fabulous. Because um, there's just, there's wonderful story involved but so much steam with the romance and I, I adore it. So I've enjoyed that. As far as like TV series, I am completely addicted to K dramas and I will never apologize for this. They are amazing. And I think I'm getting the language. I know how to say no. Yes. Dad. Do I know how to say dad? Maybe that's Chinese. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Asian shows lately, but it's so much fun and I just, the way that they do slow burn romance is so mm-hmm. beautiful. Like, like a little touch is a huge deal or a little peck on the lips is a huge deal. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very character driven. And I'm obsessed with all of that. So um, Crash Landing on You, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Strong Bong Soon, that's a very good one. That's about a girl with superhuman strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're all romances and you get mm-hmm. your happily ever after. And again, that's all I'm after. I just want the happily ever after. So yeah. I need it, man. I need it. Mm-hmm. No, I feel you. I had this, you know, life is hard enough. I would like my fiction to end on a high note. Thank you. Yes. Please. Mm-hmm. Please. That's where I'm at. I, I ask for that, please. <laughs> and uh, so we met at Superstars. Superstars mm-hmm. was wonderful. Met so many amazing people. And I always preach that writers should hang out with other writers. Like yeah. this is part of your job. You should look most of us, I won't say all, but most of us are introverts and we don't want to either, but it pays off, you know, like it helps everything. Not only, you know, your career, but your soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not the only one, you know, you, they have this problem too. They had that, you know, all of these things. So just to know that. So I was wondering what benefit um, do you get from hanging out with your fellow authors? I always learn something new beside Besides the fact that they are people who understand me completely as a writer and the way that I think and the way that my brain works, um, I always find that a, a, an author is doing something just a little bit different than than I am. And a lot of times it's something that I should be doing and didn't even know about. So the the fact that you can share all of this information, the fact that it is not competitive and cutthroat in the yes. sense that people are backstabbing each other or trying to compete against each other, that Mm -hmm. it's so supportive as a whole. Mm -hmm. You'll, I don't think there's an industry like that out there where you'll, you'll Mm -hmm. find people who are not trying to beat each other, but they're trying to raise each other up. And I think that's so important. I Um, do really like that. It's magical. Yeah. And it it really, sometimes it really is just who you know and where you are at that time, you know, to really make certain connections that you need to. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. I just, yeah, it's a big big step in that process. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Superstars next year, baby. You better come. You better oh, yeah. come. <laughs> we, we have to, it's required. Um, so according to your bio, uh, nope, let's see. You're according to your bio, at least on Amazon, because the one you uh-huh. sent me didn't have it. So I feel hurt. You mentioned. <laughs> I gave you the formal one. I'm you so did. Sorry. It was very formal. <laughs> I am very hurt because you mentioned that you adore chocolate. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a disease at this point. 
So I'm I'm wondering. So this this uh, um, the the chocolate addiction. So it's one of your weaknesses, right? Do you have uh, a, another weakness that you wish you could fight? Uh, well, if we're talking about food, it would be mm-hmm. ice cream. Um, if we're talking, oh, we have about... an ice cream question. Oh, sorry. Oh, good. Uh, well, if you're talking about Hugh Jackman, <laughs> yes. I I'm not sure that's a weakness. That could be a strength. I I don't know. I would be very easily distracted if we were ever in a fight. Like if we went full Avengers and and this Mm -hmm. all went down, you know, Mm -hmm. it would Mm -hmm. be Hugh Jackman. And and Mm -hmm. then I would be distracted and someone would inevitably die because I was not paying attention. Because there was Hugh Jackman. He's just so pretty. So, yeah, that's (laughs) going to be a weakness right there. Well, he's one of those full packages. I'm with you on there. Right. He is pretty, he sings, but he can also he act. He can sing. He can do right? And he's threat. a good guy. And mm-hmm. he's been married to the same woman for how many decades? I and know. He, I'm like, you've got to have a flaw, dude. There's mm. got to be a flaw in there because this is like perfect. I feel bad for other men. I mean, they can't live up to that. It's not, it's not Agreed. fair. Agreed. Agreed. And not so I, I just, you know, that, yeah. So just FYI, in case anyone needs to know, Hugh Jackman chocolate it's just a deathly combination so if we need to take you down we're Mm -hmm. just going to send hugh jackman to your door with a box of chocolates right or hugh jackman movies i'm not picky i mean that'll (laughs) that'll that'll work too (laughs) no no don't talk this down come on now i mean you could have just set the whole thing anybody heard this if anybody knows hugh jackman send him my way i will give you my deets later so (laughs) i I keep hearing this thing about it being a small world well come on now prove me right come on (laughs) Be right. There's got to be connections. Og wants to know: Is it uh, dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Oh, I prefer dark chocolate, and I did not used to, but now it has become my obsession. So, and if you're asking because you're thinking about buying some for me, I accept. Thank you. Thank you. Done. We can now be friends. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, there's a couple questions he's going to judge you on first, though. I just want you to know, so we're going to see. Okay. I'm okay with that. All right. Yeah. So I'm gonna let's see. We just had Easter, right? So what's your like favorite spring dish? What do you like to eat oh, in spring? Okay, so I this is gonna sound weird, but it's funeral potatoes. Because <laughs> it's all been normal up to here. Funeral potatoes? Yeah. yeah. So in in my religious circle, in religious circles, uh, we will do this thing called funeral potatoes at at funerals. Um, but we also have them on uh, Easter Sunday. I know this is very bizarre. Uh, but you should be is- eating them Friday. There you go. Except I will eat them all weekend. I don't discriminate against which day it is. I just feel like once we start celebrating Easter, it should be they eaten. They need to be there. Right. Several we pans. Boiled eggs and funeral mm-hmm. potatoes. So what are these infamous? Uh... It's it's sliced potatoes uh-huh. um, with cheese and this yummy cream sauce. I I. I so it's a gratin oh. potatoes. Mm. Yes, but yeah. I've always known them as as funeral potatoes. I know that sounds so weird. Everyone's like funeral potatoes. This is, we need to rebrand. Rebranding. <laughs> Not working. It's probably because they're a pain in the behind to make. They are. Right? Oh, so hence yeah. you only make them for special occasions. Mm-hmm. So, that is true. And then know? I just saw Kevin's post where he like slow roasted a turkey all night long. And I was like, that's a good idea. Should have done that. But it's fine. I had my potatoes. <laughs> It's all I needed. I'm fine. That's all I needed. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little drunk writing just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. That is not a bad idea. <laughs> um, all right. So here's our ice cream question. It's our, it's okay. our one that's been asked of every single writer who's been on here. 
Ready? Okay. Yes. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Cookies and cream, hands down. I just, it must happen. Cookies and cream. Yeah, that's the one. Have to have it. All right, here's the one. So Og's going to decide if he's sending you chocolate or not. Oh, okay. Can zombies climb? Absolutely. Absolutely they can climb. She didn't even hesitate. Og, I'm sending you her address. You need to get <laughs> some really good dark chocolate. She said all the right answers. That's it. I'm yeah. sorry, but I do not read zombie books where zombies have any kind of limitations in that arena. Because at what point are they threatening? If they can't then they're not run. scary, right? right. Exactly. They can't run. Yeah, yeah. If I could just go up the stairs and look at them, then I I, I don't understand what's happening here. Uh huh. Wasn't it that Brad Pitt movie with the zombies where they just could run? I mean, they that, were super fast. That that, that was my too mind. much for me. And I looked at that and I thought, finally. <laughs> Something that terrifies me. Oh, I was down. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I feel about that. Yeah, mm. That sounds good. question. All right, question. your chocolate's in the mail. Thank you. Um, all right, what color are your favorite pair of shoes? Oh, I have royal blue. They're fun. Oh, yes. They're my workout shoes, and I love them. They're Skechers. Oh, uh-huh. they're they're pretty. And so when I wear them and I work out, I just feel good. And when I don't wear them and I wear my stupid black ones, it's not the same. I don't it doesn't know. Doesn't work, huh? It just doesn't work for me. I don't feel as flirty or as fun while I'm working out because everyone should feel flirty and fun while they're doing squats. It's. <laughs> oh, I never come with a filter. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Me neither. We, they should not put us in the same room. It would get really bad. <laughs> We're like, oh, wait, are there other people here? So sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Now everyone has an image of me squatting with royal blue sketchers on. I'm sorry about that, guys. But no, yeah, no. that's what I love. I think it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What part of your daily routine is an absolute must? Oh... Okay, so my daily routine involves um, all the things we've talked about. Working out. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm homeschooling kids right now. Okay. Oh, so that, that was, yeah, that was a surprise. So that does uh, happen as well. Um, I would say that the K-dramas at the end of the day, it just has to, it really is the most important part because that's where I'm winding down. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm getting a lot of inspiration. That's where my soul is fed. Now, I'm willing to throw in a fabulous zombie show. I, I Again, I don't discriminate. But until someone can can, you know, give me some... I don't know. I guess recommendations. I'm going to stick with the K dramas. It really is the most important part of my day. I got to wind down. So, yeah. I think that's going to work. I don't think zombie movies or shows are meant for you to wind down to. No. No. <laughs> I don't think that's their intended purpose. Also, if I ever watch scary movies like that, I cannot be left alone. Like, it's just, <laughs> I'm not kidding. You cannot, which is why I usually preface anything with will there be people with me after we watch this, like that will stay the night because that. Yeah, I can't be left alone after watching something scary. This isn't working for me. Zafa won't watch scary movies at all, so it's usually me and my daughter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. We're the ones that like to torture ourselves because life isn't scary enough. I don't know. It's the jump scare. It gets me every time. Oh, yeah. Um, Cats or dogs? Dogs. I love cats, but my daughter's allergic, so we can't Uh, can't do it. Yeah. Yep, so we've got a couple of dogs and they're delightful. I love dogs. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, my, my husband tried to tell me he was allergic to cats. And then I brought home a cat on accident. We saved it. It was in, you know, like on the street. Okay. And um, 
Yeah, he wasn't allergic to cats. And now we have two. <laughs> For the record. I love his face. He's like, let's not tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> we we also have two dogs, so. Oh, I love so that. We, we don't, we, you know, we, we, we like them all. Okay, I like them all. <laughs> I like them all, too. He tolerates oh. them. <laughs> I do. I love them all. Uh, Awesome. Well, CJ, you have been a blast. So I'm wondering for my last question is Mm -hmm. where can fans find you and your work? You can find me, obviously you can find me on Amazon. You can Mm -hmm. find me on Facebook, Twitter. Mm -hmm. You can find me on Instagram. Um, You can go to authorcjanaya.com if you want to do that. Uh, Yeah, you can find, I'm on Upwork too, of all places. I'm a freelancer on there. So if you need a good editor, find Mm -hmm. me there. Uh, if you need a good writing coach and you need some mm-hmm. developmental editing and pointers, then I mm-hmm. find me there. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, now that CJ is your new favorite author, please make sure to review her work wherever it is you get them. And please review us wherever it is you get your podcasts. And you can also follow us on Twitch and subscribe on YouTube to keep up to date and see all the new interviews. And we will see you next week with a surprise guest. Because our guest canceled, so but I will find oh, no. another one. It happens sometimes. <laughs> you know, life gets God in the way. It. Yeah. yeah, you know, writers. Jeez, what are we gonna do with them? <laughs> <laughs> but we will see you next week. Thank you so much. <laughs>